0: I booted up a uh, chat GPT and I typed in the following prompt. I would like to use AI to support my decision-making as a business leader, play the devil's advocate and tell me why that is a bad idea. I haven't hit return yet. So we're return. asking
1: the machine to tell you why using the machine is a bad idea. I love Exactly. That. See if it'll turn on itself.
0: Welcome to The Thinking Leader, brought to you by Red Team Thinking. Bad leaders react, good leaders plan, and great leaders think. Each week, you'll get new ideas and insights from business executives, military experts and innovative thought leaders to help you lead more effectively and better navigate your complex world. Now, here are your hosts, best-selling business author and top-rated leadership speaker, Bryce Hoffman, and former RAF Wing Commander and business agility coach, Marcus Dimbleby.
1: Hello there, and welcome to the show. And I'm here again with my good friend across the pond, Mr. Bryce Hoffman. Hello, Bryce. Hello, Marcus. How are you doing? I'm very well, sir. I've been reading a nice article that I see you wrote in Forbes recently.
0: Ah, on AI and decision
1: making. Yes. How leaders could use AI or even AGI to make better decisions. It's going down quite well, I believe. Yeah, that it's interesting. Better.
0: I've got some... some- Interesting feedback from folks on it. Well, it came out of a, a, a you know, I, I started thinking about this when I was having a, a, a conversation with um, a friend of mine at Google uh, who's involved in their AI work and just looking at the different ways that, that AI is being developed. And then I was thinking about, you know, Microsoft's announcement that they may have seen the first glimmers of AGI, artificial general intelligence. And, you know, it's something we've been saying for a long time, which is that that the real opportunity with AI is not in replacing human decision making, but as a force multiplier for enabling humans to make better decisions. And, and the idea behind that article, which we'll put a link to in the show notes, is really simple. You know, you can, you can program AIs now with different personalities. And and weight them to value different things, and so I started thinking. You know, we, we're 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 fans, at least conceptually, of the military decision making practice (MDMP), which which is is something we both love and hate. Um, <laughs> and, right, and, and we love Absolutely. it because it, it makes a lot of sense. And you know, if you follow it, but the problem, as we all know, is that people are lazy and they and it's they. Open and to they abuse. Yeah, it's open to abuse. And, and as I say in the article, the, the greatest strength of the military decision-making process is also its greatest weakness, which is that it requires you to overcome satisficing, which is a good thing. It requires you to come up with three different courses of action. At, you know, so you come up with your preferred course of action, and you have to come up with two more courses of action, and then weigh them against each other. But you 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 served in in the, with the u s military as well as the the British military, you know how it goes down in practice right yeah
1: I mean we just you have your preferred course of action as you say, and therefore you've got to come up with plan b and plan C so you make a substandard suboptimal plan b and plan Z in the hope that the general or whoever's in charge is going to go with the plan that you want and there's preferred and the smart guys would immediately take your three plans and go not good enough, I want to see three quality plans, not just one lead horse in the middle and two garbage and again I think this this concept is you're talking about using AI to bring personalities to each of those three areas and personas
0: right great leap forward well that's what I was thinking is that you could you could have three different AIS and you could have them set with different personalities one could be very conservative and risk averse mm-hmm. one could be focused on innovation and, and 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 have a high risk tolerance one could be really frugal or really spendy you know and and have each of them develop a different course of action for for solving a particular problem and then you as the human being as the human decision maker you weigh those 3 COAs those three courses of action developed by those three different AIs and pick the best one that's that's to me that's uh, that's like i say it's like a, a force multiplier for your brain because the time that it would take you or your team to do that is is much longer than you could have machines do that. and percent And yet you're still making the final decision.
1: So And also doing that, you're removing the bias. Because even, even right. if you give a group of guys that say, right, you over there, you're this persona. They're still going to have their personal bias, right? an unconscious bias that's going to prevent that full persona being activated. So when you use an AI, you're getting real augmentation of those three requirements to right. give you an actual true outcome of what that persona would bring you. And then, as you said, then you apply the human logic and the human perspective to that. And you look at all three and you probably pick and choose and meld a few, but you're getting the reality of what that request would look like rather than the perceived outcome that a human will undoubtedly be tainted in their views. I mean, we see that all the time, don't
0: we? Right. And, and I know this is a bleeding edge idea you know but it's not far off I mean it's it's, it's probably within the realm of, of, of what's possible inside some of the big organizations like Microsoft and Google right now and it's something that's probably going to be available to everybody very quickly um, so that's really cool you know so I wrote this I wrote this piece and, and and put it out there and this is why I like to just throw ideas out and, and see how people react to them you know and one of the things that people point out is that you can use chat gpt right now as a devil's advocate you can you can yeah. actually tell chat gpt play the devil's advocate and tell me you know the counter argument for this statement that i you know for what i believe or the, or that i have a plan to do x y and z tell me how that's going to fail you know and that's really good because here's the thing it's not perfect yet and it has its limitations but to, to the point you were making before, if you ask ChatGPT to be your devil's advocate, it's not going to be worried about saying something that might offend you as as the boss <laughs> or losing its job. And losing its job, <laughs> exactly. So if, if there's a if there's a glaring mistake in in your thinking or something you're completely overlooking, is a good chance it's not going to be afraid to pull your pants down on that, you know, and, and embarrass mm-hmm. you by, by showing you something that you've missed, if it can identify it and again, it's not perfect yet, but I mean, this, this is stuff is evolving by the day. Absolutely. So wow. people can use that already right now. This is something you could do as a leader right now. And I encourage you to try it and just see what, see what you, you can, you can do, take it out. You know, if you have say, I'm thinking about doing this, how play the dabble's advocate and tell me how this, why this is mm-hmm. a bad idea.
1: Absolutely. And I was, I said, we've just finished a 10, 10 module session with a client this afternoon. And one of the classes we taught was AFA, Alternative Futures Analysis. So, you know, very similar to scenario planning, but where we use internal factors and external factors to work out how those future, you know, scenarios could manifest. And after the class, I was looking through Google and trying to find some other articles that I could share with the, the students just to bolster their learning. And I came across with, Alternative futures analysis using ChatGPT on YouTube. So I clicked on it and watched it. And this guy was just there running through and he was feeding in the scenarios. He goes, right, our internal factor for a big program management, you know, delivery we have coming up is the pace of change. I want you to do a rapid pace of delivery with low funding. And here's all the other parameters using steeple, you know, social, technological, ethical, etc. And it goes, they're the parameters, and I'd like you to tell me what the futures look like. Twenty seconds later. Here's the four quadrants. That's right. Now, change that. I want to look at a different parameter, different
0: factors. That's brilliant. incredible. So we're put quick, a so link you to the, that. Let's put a, yeah, let's put put a, a link to that it. video in, in, in the show notes. That's amazing. See, that's and I told, that you could do yeah. that right now.
1: Exactly. That's what I said to the class. I went back the next day. I said, look what I found. And I told them, I said, look, so A, always try and do this with your people. But B, when you've done it, just quickly plug in and do it. Run, run what you've done as a group and see how close you were or how far apart. And it's not that you're both wrong or right, but just it's giving you another input. It's almost like that 10th man in the room, isn't it? You know, you've got another perspective that's bringing a completely non-biased viewpoint or try it yourself before you do it with the group and then go and see how the group's doing it. And it's, a, I, I think it's fascinating. It takes away for me this fear that AI is going to take over. And um, we had this conversation with Oliver Yonchev when he was on as an absolute AI guru today. Yeah. But you, know, you don't need to fear AI taking your job. You need to fear somebody who knows how to use AI taking your job right because that's who you're going to employ isn't it when you recruit someone you want somebody who's going to come in who is really savvy and understands how to manipulate all of this technology that's coming well, how to use
0: how to, how, to, yeah. how to utilize it yeah, yeah I mean, and, and, and 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 harness it harness it in harness in, the power exactly and you know that's not to say that there aren't a lot of areas in which turning actual decision-making over to AIs isn't going to make sense. I mean, y'all, you know, I, you go to San Francisco today and you already see the the driverless taxis on the road, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they're safer. They have, they've had less accidents than, than no human there. taxis in the same, and Ubers in the same period that um, they've been on the road. And so, you know, that's, that's not what we're talking about here. Um, you know, what we're talking about is is decision making is critical thinking and and you've hit the nail on the head Marcus it's the ability of, of the 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 value of AI is that it is immune to particularly the political and social biases that impact organizational decision making now some people you know when, when i when I posted this this when i when i when I wrote this article and I posted it on LinkedIn. Um, And elsewhere, some people, you know, pointed out, well, you know, AIs can can demonstrate bias too because of flawed data sets. And that's true. But what that, what they're talking about is things like, you know, AIs have been shown to be racist because guess what? Human beings are are racist.
1: Yeah. And And they capture the data from the internet. They capture the the data from human beings. So when I'm
0: talking about bias, I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is, is groupthink of, of, you know, advocating for a position because everyone else in the organization has already agreed beforehand that that's how we want to do things. I'm talking about what, what, one of our, 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 our great great recent guests this year, professor Ben um, talks about his political bias, mm-hmm. um, which is the tendency of planners to, to craft their plans to meet what they think the, the boss wants. Correct. Um, and, and, and then all the other things like optimism bias you know, status quo bias; these are things that AIs are immune to yeah. by by definition, unless they are programmed not to be. Exactly,
1: and that's you important. You could program that into it if you needed to do. Can't you, well, you, can you could ask see it, it. it to do that?
0: Yeah, you know, if you if you if you ask um, Chat GPT to 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 give its opinion of something that's that's politically charged or or is a controversial thing, you can very clearly see the guardrails kick in yeah. and keep it from going into an area that, that it's that its creators think could be problematic.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So you have to recognize that. And I'm not saying that you can't program AIs to be biased, but I'm saying that there's an opportunity particularly if you're an organization that has the ability to create your own intelligent agents to to create them without bias and to create them with personalities to 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 that are different and pit those personalities together in a way that allows you to do what we talk about, have a diversity of thought in your organization.
1: Uh, And I think a great, a great test you can all take away and do today. Listeners give it a seat at the table. So next time you've got a meeting six or seven people in the room, chair number eight, open up your laptop, open up chat GPT. And then when you're making decisions, asking questions, looking for answers from the group, invite chat GPT to provide theirs and just see what surfaces. It might surprise you that it's no different to everyone else and we managed to cover that. It might come out with something completely different that none of you thought of. And it's not that just that answer is gonna make a better solution. That answer may trigger other people in the room to think differently as well. And that's what you want. That's bringing another element, what we call diversity of thought into the room. And that diversity of thought is helping others to then think differently by exposing them to something that none of them considered
0: before that question was answered by ChatGPT. Give it a try. Let's take a break. And when we come back, let's try it ourselves. Hey, folks, Bryce here. If you're listening to this and you're liking what you're hearing and you're wondering, am I a red team thinker? We have an easy way for you to find out. Just go to the show notes, click on the link there to our free assessment to find out if you are a red team thinker and what you can do to think more effectively, to lead more effectively, and to make better decisions faster in your complex world. Like I said, the link is in the show notes, or you can simply go to our website, redteamthinking.com. Check it out. I can't wait to see how you score. All right, welcome back. So during the break, I booted up uh, ChatGPT and I typed in the following prompt. I would like to use AI to support my decision-making as a business leader. Play the devil's advocate and tell me why that is So we're
1: asking the machine to tell you why using the machine is a bad idea. I love that. See if it'll turn on
0: itself. Exactly. It is. (laughs) So... While using AI to support decision-making as a business leader can have its benefits, it's important to consider the potential drawbacks and limitations. Here are a few reasons why relying solely on AI for decision-making might not be the best idea. One, lack of human intuition and context. AI systems typically operate based on patterns and data analysis, but they lack the intuition and contextual understanding that human leaders bring to the table. Human decision-making involves a complex blend of experience, intuition, and emotional intelligence, which may not be captured or replicated by AI algorithms. Boy, Gary Klein would love this. Our friend Gary would love that. Two, over-reliance on data. AI heavily relies on historical data to make predictions and recommendations. However, this approach might overlook important emerging trends, unforeseen circumstances, or disruptive events that cannot be adequately captured by historical data alone. Human leaders are often better equipped to anticipate and respond to these dynamic and uncertain situations. There's your your, your black swan or gray rhinos. Absolutely ethical considerations. AI systems are only as good as the data they are trained on. We were just talking about this. If the training is data is bi- biased or flawed, the AI system may reinforce or amplify those biases, leading to unfair or discriminatory decision-making. Human leaders can apply ethical judgment, empathy, and consider diverse perspectives to mitigate such biases. Four, limited explanations and transparency. AI algorithms can sometimes be considered black boxes, since they often lack transparency in their decision-making processes. It can be challenging to understand how the AI arrived at a particular recommendation or prediction, making it difficult for business leaders to fully trust and evaluate the outcomes. Human decision-makers can provide explanations and justifications for their choices, enhancing transparency and accountability. Five. Unforeseen consequences. AI systems operate based on predefined rules and algorithms, and they might not account for all possible outcomes or consequences. They are limited to the information they've been trained on and might miss nuances or unforeseen risks associated with the decision. Human leaders can apply critical thinking and evaluate the potential for long term impacts for their choice of their choices. This is great. Not only is this is is it doing a great job of, of attacking itself. It's doing a great job of of making the business case for red team thinking.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Telling you what else you need, isn't it? Because again, so don't fear AI is going to take your job, but then also don't be so lazy that you use AI to do everything for you. It's this middle ground where it's this augmentation, AI, ChatGPT, whatever the latest tool is, CatGPT, we're talking about yesterday,
0: Yeah, it's a tool. It's a check business. out Cat GPT oh, if you oh haven't. I got to shamelessly plug it. Get I, that plug in there. I, Cat GPT. I, I'm a part owner it. of it. Uh, Cat GPT <laughs> is, is, a, is a company that has been created by my, my venture studio, Nobody Studios. And it was started as a joke, but it's actually turned into something that has uh, got it. a lot of users. Cat GPT. Check it That's out. That's how Go these ahead. things happen, <laughs> isn't it? But you know the whole
1: purpose is these are tools, right? And we don't let tools take over, we use them to augment our decision making. And that's what it's all about. You can't make decisions without the human element that's required in, in complexity, especially in this VUCA world, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. It's not a substitute for human judgment, and, and it's never going to be in the scenarios that we're talking about. So this is really important, and I think this is where we need to you know, get that human injection. We need to consider the multiple perspectives, and that's where AI ChatGPT, can help. It can bring in scenarios, information, risk assessment, But you've got to have that subject matter expertise, that human knowledge. And as Bryce said, then you've got to be able to exercise the most essential skill today of critical thinking. That's how we help ourselves, help leaders, or help organizations make decisions better in these complex worlds and environments that we operate in. And if you're not aware of critical thinking and the complexity that requires your ability to critically think then that's the focus of effort. I think we really need to bring to the forefront now to help humans maintain, you know, where they need to be in this complex environment.
0: Yeah, and it, it's, you know, and by the way, I just took a screenshot of this, so I'll share it in the in the in the show notes as well. Uh, I think that, that that's the key thing is to recognize that because we live in this FUCA world, it, it, it's overwhelming for human decision-makers to try to process all it the is. data. We've talked about this before, you know, I remember going back to the to the 1980s when the F-16 program first went live, and 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 psychologists, behavioral psychologists, and others at the time uh, pointed out or began to raise questions about the amount of data that was ge- being given to pilots in an F-16, yeah. um, which was was really one of the first what, what was that fifth generation fighters, guess, generation. fourth generation yeah. fighters, um, the as one of the first, fourth-generation fighters, was more than the human brain could process. That was back in the 1980s. And and things have just grown so exponentially, as we all know. And now we're all fighter pilots in terms of the amount of data that's bombarding us constantly. I mean, you feel like, yeah. you know, your watch, your phone, your computer. I mean, you, you, were, you were just, like, inundated with data. And it's more than anybody can process. That's where machines can help is they can process that data rapidly and better and, and, and faster than any human being can.
1: But, and that's where automation, I think is key, isn't it? And it's like everything in your life, in your, in your company, let's not, let's don't poo-poo these robots. Let's not, you know, dismiss this capability wherever you can automate. Right. Do so, you know, our, our daily processes, Sending out posts on LinkedIn, you know, wherever you can automate these things.
0: Well, but be careful. You Remember the piece we did about KFC? Exactly. You don't don't want want to send out posts on LinkedIn uh, encouraging people to buy your chicken sandwich to celebrate crystal knocked.
1: (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, use that. You you create the content, put the human element into it, but then use automation. And if you can do this in your routine, day-to-day life, you know, think about it. And I say, if you just draw yourself in the center and then draw all the spokes that come into you as the hub and think about what they were in 1980 then 1990 and then today and the increased input as you said that we're now on receive mode as humans it's ridiculous you get you get a you know notice notification on your phone and if you don't see where it came from you turn it off to find out where it came from you know you've got five or six different apps that are bringing social media in you've got emails you've got all these different pipelines coming into you it's overwhelming right and you don't even realize it but it's building up and up and up and therefore it's reducing your cognitive capability because of that overloading
0: right i mean i use i use a an ai powered email client superhuman which i highly recommend uh it's 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 you have to apply to to use it um but it's it's to deal with that very thing that there's so much so many, You get so many emails that it, it filters your emails and sifts them for you and, and prioritizes them for you. And that's really valuable. And I think there's a lot of things in everybody's life and in everybody's business and everybody's organization that you can intelligently begin to think about how you can mm-hmm. turn that over to intelligent machines. But you need to think about how could that go wrong? And if you can't think of how it can go wrong, you can ask AI, like ChatGPT, to us tell you or ask a machine how, to, how, how it can go wrong. It's yeah. uh, you know that's the thing is there's no excuse now for not challenging your own thinking. There's Correct. no excuse, you know. It 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 it's, it is easy for anyone to get disconfirming evidence today. It is easy for anyone. to to get their opinions challenged. What it takes though, is a willingness to do that, a willingness to challenge your own thinking an openness to considering alternative perspectives, a recognition that no matter how smart you are, no matter how well-educated you are, no matter how successful you are, you are still a victim of a myriad of cognitive biases, heuristics, and organizational pressures like group thinking and, and, and careerism and things like this that, that shape your decision-making in undesirable ways. So it still has to come down to you as a leader being willing to open your mind, being willing 100%. to challenge your thinking. But machines can And help. there are things
1: that, yeah. And there are things that you will never know. Just You just don't know. You know right. There are things in my head that aren't in yours and there are things in yours and vice versa. And there never will be. Right. So if you can use a machine or other people. And this is why we talk about the wisdom of the crowd. Before, If you're underconfident and don't want to share something, run it through ChatGPT first, see what the feedback looks like. That gives you the confidence. That gives you the opportunity to bolster your proposal or your idea. Then you can share it knowing it's gone through that first checkpoint, if you will. And it's just used, therefore, as an augmentation to make you better, well, to and, help you make better decisions.
0: And, and, and think about this, Marcus, and I'll close on this note. We always do talk about leveraging the wisdom of the crowd. When you use ChatGPT, when you use BARD, when you use any of these large language models, that's what you're doing. You are leveraging the wisdom of the human crowd because that's what they are. They're a collection of everything that's been said, been written, and, and it's processing that. And that's a very powerful thing. As long as you recognize the limitations of it, think about the opportunities it creates. Thank you for tuning in to The Thinking Leader. Check the show notes for more information about the topics covered in this episode there. You'll also find a link to our free assessments. Click on it right now to find out if you are a red team
1: thinker with a red team culture.